What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys podcast, episode 111, the triple one, guys. All right. And (laughs) I guess I'll be your host today. Why not? The incomparable Zach Jones here, joined as always by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. They say the eldest child is the often the smartest. (laughs) In this case, it's true. All the good looks save for the youngest, they say. Yeah, I'm not a beautiful man. Um, and of course, it wouldn't be our show if we didn't have the ninth wonder, chocolate thunder, dropping fitties and grabbing titties, the nip flicking, deep dicking, swimming in boobies like Scrooge McDuck and Rubies, the phenomenal AJ Singh. I am a beautiful man. <laughs> Literally blending into the background today. I know. <laughs> I'm just a floating head with arms. <laughs> Got to get that green screen to work it eventually. Um, well, uh, wait, wait. Before we get too far into it, I want to open with this. Uh, uh, if you take a long car ride and you're the type of person who runs in the house to take a shit before anyone else can take a piss, <laughs> straight to hell. I got a rebuttal, <laughs> which is our toilet hasn't been flushing properly. We need to fix it. And so we had a flush saved up, and, and it takes like a full hour for the tank to fill back up. So really, I was doing us all a service Not me. by using <laughs> that saved up flush on what I left in there. You should have taken a bucket to the bathtub, <laughs> filled the back of the tank, and flushed it like a human being. Mm. Well, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a small price to pay not to fuck other people over with your shit smell. I mean, you, you can fill the tank. You can go to hell. Oh, man. Um, well, um, hopefully uh, we got something better than a, than a toilet full of shit. Our She-Hulk episode five review coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we already used our one flush. <laughs> this one's got to sit around for a while. I'll say this. It wasn't the worst episode of She-Hulk, I don't think. Mm. Um, but besides She-Hulk, what else have you guys been watching and doing this week? Man, just more Nick Duramio videos. I watch him like lambast like uh, Twilight, the Twilight, the first Twilight movie, I think, he went into. And man, it's just hilarious watching him break it down and just make fun of it. I think this Nick Duramio guy owes us some views. I know. plugging him all the time. I, I know, man. I watch him like before bed every night. But uh, he's just a lot of fun, man. His uh, his perspective on Twilight is hilarious, too. And uh, he says a lot of things that I was thinking. <laughs> And what about you, Satchmo? I watched an episode of uh, Rings of Power. Still all right. I watched a couple episodes last night of um, Cyberpunk. What's it called? Twenty seventy seven or something. something Edge like run, Edge Runners. Edge Runners. Yeah, and uh, that's on Netflix. Pretty decent. I think I'll keep watching it. Yeah, I started this video game. I'd like to get back to it, but I want to finish Horizon. Uh, that's the one when it came out. It was like so glitchy. People were like, "It's cool, but it's, it's so glitchy." Yeah, it it was very I mean I didn't play it at launch, but apparently on like, you know, PS4, it was it was so broken they actually had to take it off the store for a while. Oh. And yeah, yeah, apparently like you don't want to play it on last gen hardware. So the the Rings of Power like you still liking it? Is it getting better, worse? What do you think? I'd say we're in the same place. It's it's visually good. Some of the acting's okay, some of it's not so great. Story's okay. Just okay. They spent all that money, and all you can give them is okay. It's good enough to watch. It has interesting elements, but it's not It's not 100%. Oh. I don't know. All that Tolkien and George R. R. Martin stuff is just so blah to me now. After having watched uh, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, like I was not impressed with any of that stuff. I thought you were into Game of Thrones. I was, but then the last season was terrible. Now they made that horrible, or that, that show House of the Dragon. People are, people are saying good things, but... Yeah, I thought it was doing okay. It is, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I can't get a boner for this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not a, I'm just not a big fantasy person. I did eventually watch Game of Thrones, and it held my attention, so it's, I, I guess I liked it better than most uh, stuff. But man, Lord of the Rings is a hard sell for me, just because I found the movie so boring. Yeah. That, like, going into a TV show, I was like, it would, I don't know, it would really have to, like, be getting ratings for me to check it out. Right. Um... I don't know why, like, I didn't watch a ton of stuff this week. 
I actually read a lot of comics this week. Comics. I reread um, those uh, Parker ad- adaptations that Darwin Cook did. Those are really good. I read one of those. Those are really good. And then now I'm uh, rereading a series I only read once, uh, Gotham Central, which is actually really, really good. Is that DC? Yeah, it's DC. And basically the premise is it, it, it's basically um, all about like the police that work uh, for the Gotham City. And like Batman will show up at kind of here and there, like and and because like they'll have cases that are usually like somehow related to like a supervillain, but like it's much more of a cop story with like Batman just kind of in the background, you know. And it's really really good, like uh, co-written by Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka, who are like two of my favorite comic book writers, and it's just it's really good. Um, but I don't know why, like, this weekend, I was like, I, you know how you like bad movies? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in the mood to just watch some total trash. Yeah. And so that's what I did. A double feature. So I started out watching Uncharted, the Uncharted okay. movie. With uh, Tom Holland, right? With Tom Holland, yeah. Okay. This movie, it's like, it's not like outrageously, like, shitty, but like, it is like very cliche. Like even if you haven't seen this movie, you've seen this movie. <laughs> like, so it's just like a bunch of tropes. Yeah, if you've seen National Treasure or any amount of those kind of uh, you know treasure hunting, globe trotting movies that uh, you know try to be Indiana Jones but aren't, it's just another one of those. No one's ever even. No one's even come close to Indiana Jones. I know. I know. And like Tom Holland, like he is a good actor, but even after watching this, I'm I'm still unconvinced that he was the right choice for Nathan Drake. It's <laughs> it still kind of seems like you're watching Uncharted Junior. No. And like I understand that he's like in his mid twenties, but like the reason they cast him as Spider Man is because he just has one of those faces where he looks like he could still be in high school, mm. you know. But uh, if you're just looking for like a you know an action movie, like turn off your brain action movie to put on for a couple hours, it's fine. And then, so that was on on uh, Netflix, and also on Netflix, Morbius. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I saw that on there. I was like, "Who?" <laughs> I guess I had a morbid curiosity <laughs> about this movie. Yeah, kill yourself. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Go lock yourself in the bathroom and breathe. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I'll say this. I don't think Morbius is the train wreck that some people made it out to be, but it's not good. And I, I think its biggest crime, actually, is just that it's fucking boring. Like, it's, mm. again, just like Uncharted, very cliche. There's no surprises. Like, you can guess everything that's going to happen. And there's also a few moments of, like, CG that don't look super great. But it's just like, yeah, it's just nothing. It's just like... Uh, a to B to C, you know exactly where it's going, um, and it's just yeah, it's just I thought it was just boring. Like it's it's not like like I've definitely seen worse superhero movies, but it's still not good. It's really dull, and like like the internet said, you know the, the they get those like after credit sequences with Michael Keaton's Vulture character, and boy, those are just tacked on. Yeah. Like, they're out of nowhere, and like, I, I can't even really see him ever doing anything with that storyline. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's... You can watch it. It's just dull as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's certainly not as bad as, like, those amazing Spider-Man movies with, like, um, Andrew Garfield. Like, mm. it's not... That bad. It's not Batman and Robin bad or anything like that, but it's dull. Yeah, I mean, it's just that from the moment it was announced, nobody wanted this movie. No. Like, uh, there was no excitement for it. It basically lived down to expectations. And I think that's what just, you know, set that course for it to have like this meme kind of culture behind it. You know, even if it was like a Spider-Man movie and Morbius was the villain... Even then, like I think he's like a Z-list yeah. Spider-Man villain. That yeah. Isn't he, even him interacting with Spider-Man? I don't think would save it, and make it more compelling. Really, I don't think people have just heard of Morbius enough for him to be a compelling. Like I've heard of you know Venom, and I've heard of these other characters, but yeah, Morbius was was out of left field for me. I wasn't familiar with him at all. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with him, but I think that's the thing. That's why most people aren't is because he's not that compelling of a character. Right. Yeah. And, even like comic book wise, I don't know if there's any 
like Morbius storylines that people are like, oh, fuck, you got to read this, you know. (laughs) Usually with some of the other characters like Venom and stuff, there's like, oh, this storyline was pretty good, you know. Yeah. But Morbius, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say there's like a must-read Morbius story. Yeah, I I haven't heard of any uh, compelling storylines with him involved. I don't think so. Did you guys by chance see the trailer for that Werewolf by Night like Halloween special no, I Marvel's didn't see doing? It yet, no. I watched it and it's like it's very strange. Uh-huh. But like I heard a story that like it was supposed to be an hour special, but then they cut it down to like a half hour. And I'm like, what is this going to be? I guess we'll probably end up reviewing it on the show, yeah. but like I don't know, just the trailer seemed very weird to me. Hmm. But it's it's a Marvel property, you know. Yeah, I mean... Um, but just as a one-off that's like a half hour, like I can't imagine it being all that great, but we'll see. Are they like marketing it like a 1950s style, like one of those horror movies? It did, yeah. It even had like it was in black and white kind okay. of. And like, yeah, something like that. Okay. But I don't know. It just seemed off to me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not quite as bad as watching the Monsters trailer, but still, <laughs> still definitely seemed weird to me. I still got to watch that. Jeez. <laughs> it's something, man. <laughs> I'm still, when that movie comes out, I'm ki- like, I think it's one of those movies that's going like straight to some streaming. Oh, but okay. even still, like, I'm curious how the numbers it, it'll do. They probably won't even publish them, but like, God, that looks bad. I could definitely see it being on, like, Paramount+. Plus. That sounds like the kind of streaming app that would have this movie. I think it might be on, like, Peacock or something like that. Oh, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've had the cock once or twice, right? Yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> got to love that cock. Got it to watch a couple of WrestleManias. But oh, that's right. That's right. There's nothing else on there that's super <laughs> compelling. There's Columbo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, actually, the, everybody loves Raymond is on there, but I already own that. So, mm. but if you don't, you rewatch the fantastic. whole thing. Ah, so good, so good. Everybody loves Raymond. I was thinking like Seinfeld was supposed to be the show about nothing, but She Hulk is really, uh, <laughs> really making a play for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Um, man, do you guys have any other uh, small talk items you want to get to before we do any stories? I don't know. I think most of my stories are kind of. Uh, El Trasho this week. Oh, way to advertise to the people. Keep, <laughs> keep tra- watching if you want to hear about some trash. El Trasho translates to oh, we've fantastic. Got, we've actually got one kind of interesting Portland story, so we'll hit that up. Well, guys, should we get into story time then? Sure. Story time, guys. All right. Anyone who hasn't watched or listened, we'll just go around the table. Everybody's going to bring a wacky news story to the table, and we'll just see if we can't make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you. So what do you got for us? All right. Uh, this is from a British uh, site. So they, they call this a lorry. I think what they mean is like a Mack truck. Oh, okay. They call it a lorry. A lorry crash in the U.S. made for some awkward reporting as it appeared to leave the motorway scattered with X-rated goods. Oh, I saw like a, a little blurb of this yeah. story, but I never read the article, so I'm glad you have it. <laughs> it wasn't just some chick named Lori, like a truck full of it, The headline I saw just said, like, a truck full of dildos or something. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, no one was injured in the crash, which unfolded on the highway near Oklahoma City on Wednesday, September 14th. But perhaps the driver suffered a spot of embarrassment when his truck tipped uh, tipped what looked like dildos and lubricant all over the road. <laughs> It'd be funny if someone wrecked in the lube. <laughs> it's so slick. They're not mine, I promise. <laughs> uh, in the news segment, the station's helicopter pilot, Jim Gardner, can be heard saying, there's a semi-truck uh, that overturned and lost its load here. <laughs> he, went, he went on <laughs> nice. to describe the collision, which occurred on the I-40, uh, also involved a box truck that was being transported away. Uh, at the time, the Mustang Road on ramp uh, had been completely shut down on as authorities dealt with the emergency. When uh, when talks turned on t- turned on to the cargo, Jim said, 
there was a lot of stuff to clean up before morning. Uh, anchor Lacey Laurie asked him, Jim, can you tell us what he's carrying there? What's all over the road? The camera then closed <laughs> in on all the goods, and after an awkward pause, the pilot said, not really. Maybe you can tell. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> well, the viewers at home certainly could tell with the close-up shots appearing to show dozens of bo- bottles of lube and boxes of sex toys. Viewers were quick to pick up on the fact that the cargo appears to be sex toys and lube. Uh, sharing the clip on Twitter, The Lost Ogle, which covers Oklahoma City News, wrote, um, It looks like it, this wrecked semi spilled a load of dildos and lube all over I-40. <laughs> Great camera work at News 9. <laughs> a writer for the digital publication added, We haven't received official confirmation on what cargo the truck was carrying, but A, th- that sure looks like a bunch of vibrator boxes and tubes of lube scatter all over the highway, and B, the accident did occur near a major adult product-focused distribution hub near I-40 and Morgan Road. So if your vibrator of the month shipment is delayed, that may be why. <laughs> Plenty of people have shared their pun-filled uh, thoughts on the incident, with one writing, wrecked semi-blows its load all over the artery I-40. Uh, I wonder if any sections of Oklahoma's penal code were violated. Uh, I drive this intersection almost penal every- code. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I drive this intersection almost every day. Who knew uh, I was such a? It, who knew it was such a hotbed of adult commerce? And just in case you hadn't had your fill, so to speak, of innuendos, here's one person's response to someone asking what mile marker the incident happened on. I read it was mile marker 69. Yes. Yep, that's the internet for today. (laughs) It'd be funny if she's like, Jim, can you tell what's on the road or whatever? He's like, you know damn well what it is, Diane. Jim, can you grab as many as you can, please? (laughs) Somebody running around collecting free dinner. Dildos and lube. Dildos and lube. <laughs> that, that would be funny. There's like a guy with arm full, yeah. full of dildos. And he's like slipping cut. in the lube. There's like, like cops chasing him. <laughs> I just think they like cut over to him. And he's like, <laughs> I went to Yakety Sax compilation where it's just like the guy slipping into the lube, but the cops are after him. He's yeah. like trying to get all the dildos he can. Just slipping out of his arm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> do you remember that ep- speaking of Seinfeld, do you remember that episode of Seinfeld where like um like Kramer's supposed to like clean the highway and he like accidentally spills like a whole like thing of like paint paint thinner on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like then Elaine drives and like a fucking like sewing machine <laughs> falls out of her car and then Newman drives by the the sewing machine gets caught under his truck oh, yeah. and then it ignites the, the, the paint thinner. So, so I want like a guy to like slip on the lube, like the dildo gets caught <laughs> under his truck and then it like creates a spark. <laughs> Dildos. Now we know how they get from point A to point B. That is a good story it's though. Point V. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So what do you got for us there? All right. Local story here in Portland. Uh, apparently a homeless man driving a bike with like one of those like kitty cars behind it has been like riding around and throwing rocks into people's windshield. And it doesn't say in this article, but someone at my work told, said he allegedly like maybe like 300 vehicles. And so they have pictures of him and they, they, they caught him and apparently they're going to give him a citation. <laughs> and I mean, I've had my windshield smashed, and it was like a couple hundred bucks. So, I mean, if that's true, it's like three hundred, and you know, at two hundred bucks a pop, that's what like sixty thousand dollars worth of damage. This is a homeless man. Yeah. I mean, what can they do to him? I know. I mean, I guess they can I'd jail put him in fucking prison. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to be able to pay that for sure. So I don't know what the point of it was. That's a huge amount of uh, property damage. Yeah, fucking put him away where he can't fucking do shit. I mean, what what exactly does a citation do? Nothing. I mean, you can get arrested for not paying it, so it's, you can get warrants out. So essentially, I mean, he's definitely not going to pay it. Yeah, he. I mean, he eventually will. Well, go it didn't to jail. say fine. It said citation. It's like nothing, right? I'm not sure. But, I mean, if you don't pay one, right? It's after like a, a warning. Amount of time. <laughs> oh, don't you break thirty more windshields? <laughs> yeah. 
And then he goes and smokes some meth and fucking goes down the road smashing windshields. Jeez. Yeah, someone like him, like, got to be mentally not yeah. there. I, we need to invest in mental health, man. We need to ship his ass to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Instead of sending immigrants, you send other places, <laughs> all your loonies. <laughs> okay, I got a story for you guys. Now, Lester, I know you're a big chess enthusiast. Chess. Did you hear what's what happened in the world of chess? This Is week? this like the cheating scandal? Yeah. I don't know, really know the details. Chess cup player accused of cheating with an anal sex toy. Hmm. There's been a lot happening in chess lately. This is strange considering you don't really ever hear anything about the chess world. A while back, a chess robot broke a seven-year-old player's finger during a Russian chess tournament. And now the Sinquefield Cup in St. Louis featured a massive surprise. Nobody got injured, but one of the games ended with a chess world-shaking result. Magnus Carlsen, a grandmaster and the five-time reigning world chess champion, lost his game. The shocking part is that he lost it to Hans Niemann. Although Niemann is a seasoned chess player, by all probability he shouldn't have bested Carlsen. Yet he did. And naturally, due to the shocking twist, Neiman is now facing accusations that he cheated by using vibrating anal beads. Uh, <laughs> let's take a step back and start from the beginning. The game in question took place on September 4th during the Field Cup, a major chess tournament and the final event of the Grand Chess Tour. Due to the high profile of the event, it's no wonder that Carlson was playing. The 31-year-old chess phenomenon has been famous since he was 13. He's the current reigning chess champion and has won both the Grand Chess Tour and Field Cup twice. Neiman, for his part, is also a chess grandmaster, but in the context of the Field Cup, he's still a relative nobody. The 19-year-old was the lowest-ranked player in the entire tournament. He has beaten Carlson once in an online tournament. That said, it was a non-classical game, and Carlson promptly proceeded to trounce Neiman in the following two games. Finally, in St. Louis, Carlson was coming strong out of a 53-game winning streak. In the match against Neiman, Carlson was also playing white, which has a small but statistically significant advantage due to getting to move first. In summary, Carlson shouldn't have lost, but lose he did. Even Neiman seemed to be surprised by the result. In a follow-up interview, he called his victory a miracle. Quote, I think he was just so demoralized because he's losing to an idiot like me. It must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose to me. I feel bad for him, said Neiman. As a genuine bewilderment or a thinly veiled humblebrag, you decide. Um, Carlson really must have been demoralized, though, since the day after his loss to Neiman, he dropped out of the Field Cup. To put that into perspective, this is the first time this chess juggernaut has withdrawn from any tournament. Why would he do that? Well, Carlson hinted at his reasons in a cryptic tweet, which featured a video clip of Portuguese football coach Jose Mourinho saying, If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Plenty of chess enthusiasts took the tweet as an accusation that Neiman cheated. Now, let us be clear, there's no evidence of him cheating, but that hasn't stopped the speculation of how he could have done it. The most common method of cheating in chess is obtaining outside advice on the ongoing game. Most commonly, cheaters achieve this through hidden communication devices, but we can fairly confidently say Neiman wasn't wearing an earpiece. But is there some other method he could have used? It was at this point that someone brought up the theoretical method of cheating in chess. It was recently published in the blog of James Stanley, a British programmer and chess enthusiast. Stanley's experimental method includes using a clandestine camera to observe the game and feed the information to a small hidden computer running a chess engine. Chess engines are computer programs that analyze chess games for optimal moves. The computer would then transmit its analysis to the cheating player through vibrating devices hidden in their shoes. But as far as we, as anyone is aware, Neiman's shoes were normal. This led to someone coming up with the wild idea that Neiman's vibrating device was hidden elsewhere, namely up his rectum. The idea that Neiman used a vibrating anal sex toy to cheat in chess seems utterly bizarre. Perhaps that's why Elon Musk felt the need to voice his support for the theory. <laughs> Quote, talent hits a target no one else can hit. Genius hits a target uh, no one can see. Uh, Musk quipped in a now-deleted tweet. Despite the ludicrous nature of the allegations, they have caused Neiman harm. The largest chess website, chess.com, has banned Neiman from its tournaments until he can show detailed evidence uh, relevant to the accusations. 
What is a man uh, supposed to do? Submit an x-ray of his lower colon at the time of the match or something? For our part, uh, don't know if Neiman cheated, but if hypothetically he cheated, we doubt he had a bunch of anal beads stuffed up his butt during the game. The same goes for the Sinkfield Cup host. A player's decision to withdraw from a tournament is a personal decision, and we respect Magnus's choice. We look forward to hosting Magnus at a future event in St. Louis, said Tony Rich, executive executive director of the St. Louis Chess Club, which organizes the tournament. Uh, the ultimate winner of this year's Sinkfield Cup was Iranian-French uh, Alareza Firuza. He took home the event's grand prize, a neat $100,000. No one acu- uh, accused him of having a secret buzzer in his ass, though. So here's my thing. Let's say he did. Like, if you had a vibrating, like, you know, anal bead in your ass... Would you be able to have like a, a like stone face where people didn't realize? You have to, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I think people do this. Women do this. Like they have those things inside their vaginas, and they like go throughout their day. You know. Man, I just think if you had something vibrating in your asshole, like you would make a face or some sort of tell. I mean, this guy's good if he was able to. Uh... Maybe that's why they accused him of cheating. <laughs> he was just like ah <laughs> at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Night to rook four. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Do you think he beat Magnus without cheating? I mean, it doesn't sound like they have any solid proof. Um I'm guessing he was accusing him based on style of play because computers sometimes do things normal people don't. But uh, I don't know. It does seem weird that, like, you know, it's just an accusation, but the chess.com is like, no, we want proof you weren't cheating. Yeah, general. I guess it's not a court of law. Like, generally, the burden of proof is uh, the other way. <laughs> yeah, it, right, it exactly. does. Because if he wasn't cheating, he'll never be able to prove it. <laughs> it does seem like they're straight up disrespecting this man. They're like, you're so stupid. There's no <laughs> way you could have won. Well, and even cheating. he was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> There are some moves that most people who are, are of, like, Magnus's level would say that's a computer move and probably be right. A fair amount of the time. So I, he could have been playing you know, in a strange manner, potentially. But I got to know, was he using the butt plug? <laughs> also, why did they jump to the butt plug conclusion? They're like, well, his shoes seem fine. <laughs> I guess there's only one explanation. <laughs> he's, he's like Sherlock Holmes. It's like, you know, no matter how improbable, it was a butt plug. <laughs> I actually do want to see like the Sherlock Holmes come... How he comes to the conclusion. <laughs> Those are always entertaining and very convoluted. <laughs> you see, right before his match, he was going down this highway, and there had been this big spill on the <laughs> vibrating butt plugs and lube were widely available. On the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock show, like, I think it might even be like the first episode, like, um, he sees, I think it was like um, Watson like had a phone that used to belong to his brother or something. And he's like, oh, your brother's a bit of a, a drinker or something. And he's like, how do you know that? And he's like, there's scratches where like he went to plug the phone in and was scratching up the phone. And like I saw a woman tweet where she was like, oh my God, Sherlock like, thinks I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I try to plug my phone in while driving sometimes. Right, and right. He's <laughs> <laughs> drunk driving. You know. <laughs> Michael J. Fox. <laughs> bit of a drinker there are you marty (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny oh let's well guys should we do it should we review she-Hulk episode 5. She-Hulk episode 5. Yeah, She-Hulk. 
That would be a better theme song, really. <laughs> you know what I miss is like the like singing like theme songs from the '60s where they just explained the show. <laughs> She's as big as a man, but she doesn't have a penis. She Hulk. <laughs> oh, oh man! So episode five entitled entitled "Mean Green and Straight Poured Into These Jeans." All right. I think them jeans would have sounded better. But. Uh, so we started out with a Titania commercial, because as we know, we left off last episode finding out that Titania got the trademark rights to the name She-Hulk. Uh, so there's a commercial uh, where basically Titania is selling a, a line of beauty products called She-Hulk um, for the Hulk in you. Um, so now we go to Jen, like she's at her apartment. She's like upset about this. And I know <laughs> there's like this male character that stops by and he's like trying to get her to sign the She-Hulk products. And she says, like, I know this guy was in another episode. Apparently his name is Ched. Was this like one of her brothers or something? I don't know if it's her brother or cousin. He was at that family dinner. Okay, okay. Uh, so he's related. He's related somehow. Ched. Is Ched. That's- Ched and Pug. <laughs> yeah, what are, what's up with the male names in this show? Ched and Pug. I'm starting Jeez. to wonder if the women who wrote this show have ever met a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Blorg. Nice to meet you. Um, so Jen and Nikki, they go to like this beauty convention uh to confront Titania, and there's like all the, you know, She-Hulk type products there. Um, it's really brief. Basically, she she goes up to him and she wants the name back, but Titania refuses, and that's that's that. Then this is such like a milk toast conflict. I know. Yeah. And it never goes anywhere. I mean, once again, this episode um, doesn't advance the overall plot yeah, at there's all. There's no story. I, I mean. It's weird because, like, there's a lot of sitcoms that just, like, you know, we have this and next week everything resets, you know. Yeah. But, like, this show does have, like, some continuity through it. But it's, like... uh, They they don't even have, like, a a contained episode, though. No. They don't have an overarching story, really. They don't have a contained episode. No, it's, like, this weird, like, halfway in between. And it... it, I kind of feel that... um, Miss Marvel was that way a little bit too. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It bounced around, but it did have at least some like overarching. I'd say it came together more in the last episodes than like some of the earlier ones. Uh, back at the office, Jen and Nikki have a conversation where Jen admits to Nikki that there are aspects of being She Hulk that she likes. Because um, she's been like kind of like contentious. For most of the show, like saying that it, you know, she, she uh, wish it didn't happen or whatever. Um, but we see that, like, she's obviously is mad about losing the name and she like crushes a stapler. Um, so now, speaking of Pug, Pug asked Nikki to help him get a second pair of like these Iron Man sneakers that are coming out because they're limited to one person. So, like, he wants her to like stand in line so he can get a second pair. And she's like, fine, but um, then I get a favor. Um, so Pug says, now you guys are younger and hipper than me. That's not, well, you're younger. (laughs) Pug says he has a drip broker that can get him any article of clothing that he wants. What? I I feel like I've heard this term drip used by people, but I don't know what the fuck it means. Do you know what drip means? I think it's just like style, fashion. God, I'm too fucking old for (laughs) this shit. (laughs) Drip broker here. I'm going to become a drip broker. <laughs> like, this interaction and where it goes is so <laughs> random. I know. Um, so, Nikki, um, for her favor, wants him to use this drip broker to get clothing for She-Hulk. Right. So, it's so random. If somebody, like, she doesn't even know, hasn't heard of, just some random guy this other guy knows... And she's like, this is the guy who's going to put things together for us. He's going to tailor some clothes for this woman. <laughs> exactly. It did seem like, we'll get to it, but uh, there is kind of like a, a degree of separation between like the actual guy who can right. take the clothes. Well, <laughs> I mean, we might as well just go to it. Like He takes her to this guy who's basically like a complete knob jockey. 
and he's selling like re- super cheap knockoff crap. But somehow that guy knows the the tailor to the stars. Like, yeah, it, it's so completely. Like- like Random. somebody fed him a breadcrumb to another breadcrumb <laughs> right. that would lead to like. Uh. Okay, so yeah, I wrote this. So Nikki and Pug go to a boba cafe, which is a front for superhero clothing. Now it's like I guess maybe this guy's the first guy is breaking the law, maybe because he's like selling knockoff Avengers merchandise. But is that even like I don't? Yeah, no one cares. It, it's it's not, it definitely nobody cares to the extent that he would have to have this elaborate restaurant front. <laughs> and yeah. not not only that, like the knockoff he's selling, he's like he's trying not to break copyrights because it's like the Avengers and stuff. That's the thing. So <laughs> he's probably not he's, he's probably not even breaking the law because it's not Avengers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, but he's selling just complete garbage. And I don't know this other guy's like so proud to have this connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, since that guy has the connection to the the real guy. Um, he says they have to buy a bunch of the knockoff merchandise uh, to get a meeting with him. So they do that. So then they switch, like, go cut to them, like, just wearing all this guy's well, merch. I, I will admit, I thought this was humorous. I, I thought the whole thing was, like, fun and silly, you know. Like, I get that I didn't progress the story at all. But, yeah. Uh, it was it was. I think know, I was more, fun. like, confused and angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I thought it was, like... Somewhat amusing, where like the lady like um, talked to him in Chinese, and then right. he wasn't Chinese, and she was like, you know, did I pull a racist or what, whatever <laughs> she said. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, well, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. Like, like was she, she was tasked with like like finding someone to get her clothes or something, and somehow she does it this way, and it works. But I was like, wouldn't your first thought be like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna go look for a good tailor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's well, like, wait, do you know somebody who sells cheap shit out of Chinatown? Well, listen, Pug just happened along to her at the right yeah, time. Right know. time, right place. Um, I don't know if I wrote it in here, but basically they go to where like this place where like the real guy can see him on camera. And like at first, like he's not going to help him. But then they mention that their client is a, a superhero that's in the Avengers. And so he's like, oh, OK, make an appointment. Um. So now, uh, back at Jen's law firm, we find out that they hired a woman to represent her in a countersuit um, against Titania. Um, and that woman, who we find out named is Miss Book, basically, I guess, once she hoped to uh, dress better? So she gets Nikki to help with that? Yeah, maybe. It seems like they're all, like, ragging on her clothes because she's just wearing one, like, Giant suit. Andre the Giant suit or something. But see, when they had that scene, I, I was thinking, oh, she wants her to get a suit, um, like a better suit she can wear for the trial. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't get it till after the trial's over, so. Yeah, she even points that out. She was like, you know, I was, said something about, like, I was hoping you'd get some, you know, something before the trial was over or something. Or, like, it was too late, but. Oh, um, I see. Uh, so anyway, now they have the trial. Uh, Miss Book argues that She-Hulk uh, was referred to by the public as She-Hulk before Titania's claim, and thus she should get the right to use it. While Titania argues that Jen is trying to capitalize on the success of her products, um, and so that she should get to keep the name, basically. Um, so they play a clip of Jen where she's saying like she hates the name, she thinks it's derivative, and she will not be known. As She-Hulk, so, you know, um, but then Miss Book plays a clip of Jen saying whether she likes it or now, she is forever She-Hulk, or, she, you know. Um, so then the judge, like, basically says, like, the trial's going to pick up at a later date, but she says she's inclined to side with Titania if more evidence isn't provided. Now, do judges actually do that? That's one thing I was wondering. Would a judge tip their hand like that and be like... I'm leaning towards that one. You better get pick it up. I was like, is that a fucking thing? Yeah, that's true. That's kind of weird. Oh, they're winning. They're winning. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, so now they go meet the drip broker. His name is Luke. And he is instantly his first line when looking at him is he goes, is the hag convention in town? <laughs> right. And I'm like... I feel like I've seen like this character in so many movies and TV shows, like the the like flamboyant, like like gay stylist, 
And he's Who's all, also an asshole. He's always a catty asshole like this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, maybe just to be different. I have one of these guys that's just like a decent dude. <laughs> I mean, he's making clothes for superheroes. You'd think his heart would be in the right place. Um, so Luke doesn't want to make the suit initially. Initially. But then he's intrigued um, about making a suit that can adapt to Jen, like transforming. And she transforms from She-Hulk to Jen in front of him. And, and so he's like, hmm. And then I think he's like, give me some wool. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's going to be a sweaty suit. Um, yeah, I wouldn't think wool would be your uh, go-to for stretchy suit. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's got to be really stretchy. He knows that stretchy wool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this was somewhat interesting. Um, so Todd from the bad date on, on the previous episode well, um, wait, shows up. Maybe she, it stretches when she hooks out and she washes it and it shrinks back. Maybe that's the trick. <laughs> I'm sure. Her sweat <laughs> helps it shrink back down. Um, so Todd from the bad date before shows up and I wrote, could he be working for the bad guys like AJ thought? Because I thought he was going to be a one and done, but now he's back. Yeah. So do you, th- do you still think he might be something more to him or? I don't is know. Is he like, too off? <laughs> I can't tell if they like establish him as a like, good guy, and that's just what he is now. Like he's he's like a, a client of the law firm. That's what I was uh, part I was missing because like w- we find out like in a minute she's going to use him to to win the trial. But why was he there initially? I was he he's had his own meeting. Like he has his own business with the law firm, and he just happened to run into her. Is what this is what it sounded like anyway. I meant to look it up. I I, sw- I I feel like I've seen that Miss Book lady act in something else, but I couldn't quite place her. Nah, I didn't. Nah, she's pretty hot though. <laughs> I was like, she had her had her chest out in that courtroom scene. And I was like, I don't think I could be judging that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be impartial. <laughs> I judge them to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning towards your hotline. <laughs> um, so Jen plans on calling um, her her bad She-Hulk dates as witnesses um, because she set up the She-Hulk profile and she's like, oh, I was referring to myself as She-Hulk to these guys. Thus, that was before the name was claimed by Titania. Um, and that works. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the... <laughs> she has this great idea. They go to court, and it's over. I mean, is that really any more substantial than like the proof they laid out in court before? Where yeah, it's more. <laughs> well, I mean, she, it's it, more. Is it better? <laughs> like they they like kind of drilled it. Like she had to provide evidence that you know more evidence that she was actually taking up the name She Hulk. And that just, I don't know why she couldn't have just shown the profile. Like, you know, hey, this has been up since this time. You know? That's true. These are the messages that I've been having back and forth as this profile. But she didn't have that aha moment until Todd showed up and she was like, oh, yeah, Todd was an asshole. <laughs> I went on a date with, oh, yeah, I was She-Hulk on that date. Right. They needed that whole revelation. Uh, so, yeah, she wins the case and then she buys Miss Book a drink at the bar I don't even remember their conversation. I think Miss Book was like, oh, you can do better in terms of men or something like that. Yeah, but wasn't she like trying to get in her pants? I don't think so. She was so. trying to get some scissors and the other lady was like, nah. <laughs> I mean, that would save this show. <laughs> Scissor me timbers, Miss Book. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> She's got to be She-Hulk at the time. <laughs> and Miss Book is like, man, my pussy is raw. <laughs> That's <scissors>. true. <laughs> She-Hulk would destroy her. <laughs> She did have like an awkward thing where she was like calling her her friend. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they were trying to imply like a potential romance, but I'm not against it if they were. <laughs> well, she had like a little aside when she asked her out for drinks. Sure, where, where she like broke the wall or whatever. I was like, yeah. But I think it was just because she was eager to make a friend. I thought that's the way I interpreted it. But who gets excited about friends? Mm-hmm. Somebody really lonely. Nobody. <laughs> 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 I mean, look, if, if they're gonna have a She-Hulk Miss Book romance, I'm I'm all I'm yeah. all for it. <clears throat> um, so now Jen picks up her clothes from Luke, um, and and um, 
like he's like, oh, and I made you an extra something something, and she's, I think she says, oh, I don't know when I'd wear this. So do we think that's some sort of super suit? Yeah, some sort of cape or something to go with her outfit. I don't know, something weird. I thought it was like a bustier or something. <laughs> I mean, isn't the old school She-Hulk costume just like a pair of like athletic shorts? Yeah, it'd be awesome. He's like, like, I put a, all this work into these speedos. I it was like a unitard. She might have had one of those at one point too. I'm not. I'm not super sure. Okay. There was just um, at Comic Con. We went to the Rose City Comic Con last weekend, and there was actually a woman um, dressed as as She Hulk, and she was like super muscular and like painted green. Mm-hmm. But and she was wearing like um, like like she had her abs out, and then she had like just the like kind of small pair of uh, you know athletic shorts mm-hmm. like from the old school comic. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with us getting getting a tease of Daredevil's mask. So yeah. apparently Daredevil, he uses the same tailor. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Daredevil, man. Uh, I, I hope he'll be in the next episode. I'm sure they'll uh, really write him uh, well. See, that's my concern is I love Daredevil. He's even on my, my shirt today. Um, and I, I really like the Netflix series, but... I just feel like they're going to do my guy dirty. I feel like they're going to make him not as interesting. (laughs) He's like a sexist asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches can't be lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) I may be blind, but I can sense you're a huge bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. Is that green I smell? (laughs) (laughs) I can smell your pheromones. You're hot for that Miss Book lady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see what they do with it. I, there's part of me that still thinks that maybe those four guys who attacked her earlier and, and that, that guy, what's his name, who went on a date with her? Oh, Todd. Todd. Maybe they're attached to, like, Kingpin somehow. Maybe he's the underworld boss who's trying to get her DNA. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something there. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing is, like, I assume, like, Titania is going to – because, like, she even said, like, this isn't over something to that effect, right? So I assume, like, she'll be back, but it's, like, I don't know, like, I'm just – I want the show to, like, finally pick up and do something interesting. Drop a hint as to what we're going towards. And it's also like the the cliffhanger from last episode was, oh, she trademarked the name. And then this episode is like, well, that's resolved. (laughs) Get ready for Daredevil. (laughs) I wonder if Daredevil will be in the next episode. Because you know how some shows will do that thing where like they'll have like a a really like steep cliffhanger. And then they'll like be like, no, we'll make them wait another week. (laughs) We'll do like a one-off episode where it doesn't address it at all. <laughs> yeah. Some shows do that. I hate those shows. <laughs> no, I hope they don't do that. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, no, don't just tease them and then leave them there and then barely touch them at like end of the season. Maybe like, you know, oh, look, there's a sighting. Uh, that would not be cool with me. Well, we saw like from stills that like he's going to be in it. But like maybe we got his helmet uh, you know, this week, maybe next week it'll be like his cod piece. <laughs> be like, we're getting closer to him. <laughs> this also shrinks and grows with the uh, superhero. <laughs> and wasn't it yellow too? Like they're doing the yellow yeah, version it like of yellow. Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I've seen him as red and I just, I like him as red. I've never seen him as yellow before. Well, like his very, like early in the comics, he was yellow and then eventually oh. they changed it to red. And yeah, I think that was the right chase choice i mean i think red is the better yeah it makes more look. sense yeah you know what's weird though like in the very first like um season of um the netflix daredevil show like for most of that he just wears like the black yeah and then like the very last episode he finally gets a suit but i don't know I, like watching that show i was like i almost think he look cooler in the black <laughs> <laughs> i really like that intro too that netflix had to the show the music was good cool yeah, yeah. I don't know. I hope they do something like that. I kind of think, and well, there was an article I didn't read it, but like, but basically the headline was saying like the creators are. It sounded like they're they are kind of picturing this Daredevil show as like a fresh start and like Born Again is more than just like you know the famous Daredevil like comic book title, but like mm-hmm. you know the show is being Born Again and it's going to be a, a little bit different. I, I 
I mean, there is like a run on the comics by Mark Wade, Daredevil, where it is like a little more, you know, lighthearted. So I, I could see him doing something like that. But I just think like you, you want variety in the MCU. So like I do want a corner of it that feels more gritty. Dark, yeah. I hear that. I'm down with that too. I, I, I like Daredevil being dark. Um, Guys, we still got like eight minutes or so. Do you guys got more She-Hulk or do you guys got another story you want to do? No. (laughs) (laughs) I can probably find something. Oh, I know what we can do. Do you guys want to play another game of Guess the Etymology? Yeah, we'll take a few minutes. All right. It's kind of fun. So I got some common English phrases here, um, and and we'll see if uh, these guys can guess uh, the origin. Um, Waking up on the wrong side of the bed. It can't be the obvious. Uh I know it's used to just mean you're in a shitty mood, but... Yeah, meaning start the day in a bad temper. Origin? Throughout history, the left side of basically anything was considered to be the evil side. So waking up on the left side was also considered a sign of bad luck. To ward off evil, house owners would push the left sides of the beds to the corners so the guests would have no other option than to get up on the right side. What if they sleep with their head towards the bottom? <laughs> yeah, what's... Yeah, what, what if you just slide down and get up from your feet? What if you sleep in the middle of the bed? <laughs> I got up from the south side of the bed. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> we'll just edit that joke out, okay, guys? <laughs> you have to talk to Zach. <laughs> uh, my, I copied and pasted this, and it co- pasted it kind of weird, so I'm having trouble. Okay. Next one, butter someone up. Butter someone up. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be like from using butter to make things better, taste better, you know? Same thing. So you're trying to get something out of someone, so you butter them up. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Give them the old buttery hand job. <laughs> I guess every once in a while, uh, butter helps things. Uh... <laughs> Lube them up. Fit. Hey. So, so the meaning, flatter or otherwise ingratiate oneself with someone. Origin, uh, the people of ancient India mm. used to throw balls of clarified butter at the statues of gods in order to seek a favor. Oh, okay. Huh. huh. And made it, okay, buttering you up. Next and one. up them gods. Mm. Next one. Put a sock in it. Put a sock in it. I mean, that seems like a sexual thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it just means shut up, but like, what were people stuffing socks in to make this a, a saying? <laughs> right, yeah. Let's see. So the meaning, stop talking. Origin, in the late 19th century, people would use woolen socks to stuff the horns of their gramophones or record players to lower the sound. Oh. Since these machines had no volume controllers. I didn't realize that they didn't have a volume switch. You just mm. <laughs> stick a stick a sock in it. Next one. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. I know what it means, but where did it come from? Son of a gun? He's a son of a gun. So the meaning, a jocular or affectionate way of addressing or referring to someone. Origin. Back in the day, sailors would sometimes take their wives on long ocean voyages. It is believed that if the woman uh, gave birth on a ship, it would take place between the cannons on the ship's gun deck, since it was the most secluded place. Because of this reason, a child that was born on a ship would be called a son of a gun. Oh, wow. I would not have gotten that one. I was working my way towards it. I I would have figured it out. (laughs) Uh, The next one, best man. I mean, I'm guessing the next most viable uh, option to marry, right? Like, that's got to be what that is. The best man. The guy who's not getting married, but is still the most viable. It seems like he'd be the second best man. If the guy getting married is supposedly the best. Oh, he's taken. (laughs) Uh, meaning, a male friend or relative chosen by a bridegroom to assist him at the wedding. Origin. It is said that during feudal days, it was possible that a rival lord would try to break up a wedding ceremony and steal the bride for polit- political reasons. To avoid any trouble, grooms would ask their best friends to stand next to them during the ceremony so they would help uh, during the possible battle. The man standing next to the groom was named Best Man. Oh, so he's like a protector. Somebody would just straight up snatch up your wife at a wedding? <laughs> Like, while the ceremony's happening. <laughs> and it was, like, so common that they had to yeah. get a, help you, for it. You gotta wash my back during the wedding. So <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, next one. Born with a silver spoon in your mouth. That's just having rich parents, right? Right. But origin. Rich people have silver spoons. I mean, that's what I would kind of think. Yeah, the wealthier people would have the silver spoons, right? Yeah, there's got to be some stupid origin compared to that. It's got to be something else. Let's see. So, meaning, be born into a wealthy family uh, of high social standing. Origin. It is an old tradition for godparents to gift a silver spoon to a christened child. However, not everyone is able to afford this type of luxury gift, so those who did receive the spoon as a gift were considered to be wealthy, sometimes even spoiled. I mean, so kind of. My, uh, so... My uh, parents got that for, you know, their my nephews, like uh, silver glasses. And I, I think, I'm not sure about silver spoons, but silver glasses. Those things turn black so fast, man. Like, Yeah, you have to keep up with it. Yeah, I don't know what the point of having silver dishware was like. I don't know. They turn black? Yeah. Yeah, they tarnish. You got to polish them. They are supposed, silver is supposed to be antibacterial, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, steal one's thunder. Oh, that's got to be like some Greek thing, like somebody stole thunder from a god or something. I don't know. I could see that. Uh, meaning, win praise for oneself by uh, preempting someone else's attempt to impress. Origin, you think that you've done something awesome and unique, but someone uh, got in there first and took your credit. Spare a thought for playwright John Dennis, who back in the 18th century made a machine that could nicely mimic the sound of thunder for his play. Sadly, his play wasn't a success, but somebody had taken note of his, his clever invention. When later on in another theater, Dennis found somebody had copied his thunder machine and was using it without credit. He got mad. Really mad. Somebody had stolen his thunder. Would not have guessed that one. No. Next one. Get one's goat. Get uh, one's goat. Stealing someone's goat. <laughs> it just sounds like stealing someone's goat, yeah. <laughs> uh, meaning irritate someone. Origin. During horse racing, some horses would get anxious, so owners would place uh, goats in the stalls with them to calm them down. I'm surprised that would calm them down. Mm -hmm. Rival horse owners would sometimes steal these goats, therefore upsetting the horse and making it more likely to lose. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) They stole my goat. (laughs) Oh, this one I kind of know. The Achilles heel. Oh, yeah. Because, like... He he, like was supposed to like put the stuff on him that made it invulnerable, invulnerable. But didn't he get like a leaf stuck to his heel or something, and it didn't cover that spot? Or I thought, so, like I thought his mom dipped yeah. him in like oil. Or oh, something. okay. When he, when he got dipped, like she had to hold his by the heel. So oh, he okay. Get, so oh, he didn't get water from like a holy something or something. Uh, meaning a weakness or vul- vulnerable point. Origin. The phrase comes from the Greek mythology where Thetis uh, dipped her son Achilles in the sticks a river that was believed to be a source of incredible power and, and invulnerability. However, uh, Thetis was um, holding her son by the heel, meaning it was the only part of the body that was not touched by water, making his heel vulnerable. Eventually, Achilles was killed by the shot of an arrow in his heel. That would be painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, my ears are burning. This was some guy setting some other one's ears on fire, literally. <laughs> right. It was like when someone's talking about you, right? Yeah. Yeah. My ears are burning. I don't know. Uh, meaning, one is subconsciously aware of being talked about or criticized. Origin. The idiom dates back to ancient Romans, who believed that burning sensations in various organs had different meanings. In fact, it was believed that if your left ear is burning, it signaled an evil intent. And if your right ear was burning, you were actually being praised. My dick is burning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Means you've been fucking prostitutes. (laughs) And I think this is the last one. Let the cat out of the bag. Uh... I imagine if you put a cat in the bag, he would be pretty pissed when you let him out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, maybe like a classical form of dog catchers, cat catchers. <laughs> uh, meaning, reveal a secret carelessly or by mistake. Origin. Some time ago, farmers who sold pigs would bring them to the market wrapped up in a bag. Unscrupulous ones would replace the pig with a cat and if someone would accidentally let the cat out, their fraud would be uncovered. <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so they were passing off cats as pigs. <laughs> um, I feel like you could just pick one of them up and figure that one out. It's like 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
That yeah, is a weird it's one. Pretty weird. What am I gonna do with all these cats? <laughs> <laughs> Got you a piggy. Yeah, meow. <laughs> I mean, don't yeah, look. He's, don't look inside. <laughs> he's stupid to fall for that. He's one. like, eh, we'll still eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that did it. That put us over the hour mark. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Well, what did you guys think of this week's episode of She-Hulk? Please, please, please comment below. Let us know and let us know anything else you liked or didn't like or things you'd like us to do in the future. All that good stuff. Uh, go ahead, subscribe both to the YouTube channel and, and to the our po- audio podcast on you know any uh, podcast service choice you have. Uh, leave us five-star reviews. That helps us in the old algorithm. And why not, why not, why not come over on Twitter, and talk to us there. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's number two. At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.